This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. How the hell are you? Take two. I was about two minutes into talking and I realized, ah, such a shitty take, uh, that I decided to start over again. Not something I do very often, but occasionally. So it's Wednesday. It's supposed to be the interview show, but it's not. No guests this week. Some things fell through, uh, which is one of the reasons why I don't like to proactively announce who's coming or, or who I got in the works, just in case some things fall through. I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm saying uh, so-and-so canceled or so, you know, I don't want to make anyone look bad. Uh, I, I appreciate everyone's time. So hopefully you enjoy the suspense as to who it's going to be. And that's why I only make an announcement if I'm confident that a guest is uh, like secured. Sometimes it's already recorded. I am confident that next week's guest will be Mr. Mubi and Shake. Some of you are saying, who the hell is that? Some of you who may be friends of the Dean Blundell show know. Mr. Mubin Shake is a former spy for Canada. Deep undercover. And uh, he was on Dean's show recently and just talking about how sometimes when he's out with his kids, he's like, he has a hard time turning off that portion of his brain that's super suspicious of everything. And uh, I heard that and I was like, I want to talk to him about that. I want to I explore that more. So I reached out to him and uh, he said, of course, he'd love to be on the show. And uh, we're setting that up. So I'm going to talk to him about being a spy dad, which sounds like a great show for Netflix. But I'll pitch that to him when I talk to him. So that'll be next week's interview show. Today, though, you get a solo show. Just Joe, baby. Um, before I get into the fun stuff. I have to do the, the business end of it where I ask for a little, little teensy wincy favor. Um, wherever you're watching or listening to this, there's probably a subscribe or follow button. Smash that button, as the kids say. Uh, it's super important. <laughs> it's like super important. And then if there's a five star or thumbs up option, I appreciate that. Comments are always welcome. And uh, we can get into it at that point. But, uh, Thank you. So let's get into it. Where's that theme song book? Are you listening? Damn. Uh. All right. We're into it now. I did the did the pre-work. Uh, I look different, don't I? I look different, don't I? I'm in like super high def. Uh, I had some. I wanted to play around with the idea of adding my DSLR as my webcam because I don't really use it to take pictures anymore because I take pictures with my phone like a normal person. I don't really carry around the DSLR unless I'm doing family portraits. And after a little bit of technical finagling, let's say, I got it to work. I think it looks terrific. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I think you'll agree. If you're listening to this, it doesn't affect you at all. 
if you're the type of guy or girl or person who just uh, listens on the way in. Trust me, I look fantastic. I've got uh, encyclopedias instead of a tripod. And I've got a book under the lens holding it all up. Very technical stuff. Very high-end. Encyclopedias, I found a use for them. Another reason to not throw them away. What do I want to talk about today? Um, I want to talk... uh, I got like some parenting stuff. Sometimes I always talk about this show's parenting, pop culture, and politics. The guests are heavy on the parenting. When I do the solo show, it's usually not too heavy on the parenting. But six-year-old lost his first tooth. That was pretty big. It's pretty, pretty, pretty big moment. And uh, so we had a moment where it was it was really loose. It was, it was getting to that point. And uh, as I'm driving him home from school one day, he says, uh, "Dad, can you take it out?" And I said, uh, "I don't know if that's a great idea. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we ask your mother?" And I was hoping. That my wife would give me an excuse not to do this. Not that I was afraid to do it. I, teeth things don't gross me, gross me out. But I was afraid about causing pain on my son. So I was hoping my wife would be like, oh no, that's a bad idea. So I went home. Hun. He would like me to try and take his tooth out for him. What do you think? She says, I think that's okay. Uh, here, here's a tissue and uh, try yanking it out. Did not see that coming. So now I'm got the tooth, the tissue paper, and I'm wiggling it just a little bit to see how, and then I give it a little extra, just a little extra. And I could, you know that feeling when you can feel the skin kind of rip a little bit? I could feel it. And he went, Daddy, ow. Ow, ow. And now his mouth is bleeding. And the tooth is very loose, but still there. And uh, we stopped. We aborted mission there. So now he ended the night with a extra loose tooth and a little bit of blood. A couple days later, he's brushing his teeth. Dad, my tooth came out. Very nonchalant. <laughs> he was very nonchalant about it. Uh, but there was that moment of really hoping my wife would say, no, don't try to pull it out. That's a bad idea. What do I know? Apparently it was a good one. Uh, so that's my tooth. And then the tooth fairy. So uh, he is skeptical of anybody, any strangers coming into the house while he's asleep. Santa, uh, Easter Bunny, uh, tooth fairy. Very skeptical about them coming. And not so much skeptical about like he doesn't trust them. He just doesn't like the idea of people being in the house when he's not awake. So... You know, with Santa, we've made an arrangement that we let Santa in. We stay up and we let Santa in. We help him put the presents down. Uh, Same with the Easter Bunny. We kind of were there when the Easter Bunny's laying shit around. He has not made a decision on the Tooth Fairy yet. He hasn't decided if he wants to put it under his pillow to have the Tooth Fairy come into his room, take his tooth from beneath his pillow, and then leave money. Thank you for the tooth, little one. Uh, He hasn't decided what he wants to do with that yet. So right now we've got the tooth in a bag. 
a Ziploc bag until he decides. It's really adorable, but he's hella skeptical. This kid's not going to believe in stuff for very long. He's going to start asking questions that we won't be able to, like, how often do you just rely on? Well, it's magic. It's magic. Just, it's magic. First tooth. It's getting bigger. Sad. Cats in the cradle. All that crap. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Uh, last week, had to work from home with the kids all day. We are two years into this pandemic. I have not had to work with the kids at home all day very much. I think the pandemic's over, but I'm going to, it's not. But anyways, uh, we're like two years into this thing. And I finally had a day where I'm like, I can't get the day off work. My wife couldn't get the day off work. They were here. They were, they were everywhere. And, uh, I just, I couldn't do it. I would have had to quit my job (laughs) if I had two years of that working from home with them running around the whole time. I couldn't do it. We even took him out of school because we couldn't be bothered to try and figure out how to manage him being in school, a two-year-old running around and then us with our jobs. We couldn't, couldn't fathom making that work. Um, so we just said, forget it, just out of school, uh, for the day and, uh, run around much respect to anyone who, who has done it for the last two years, like hat tip. I would take my hat off if I didn't need to shave my head. Um, it's just a disaster. I don't know how parents have done it. I can totally understand why you're so anxious to get your kids back in school. Just keep the damn mask on. I don't care. I want to, I have to throw that in there. I have to throw masking in there still. So that's point number two. I have one more thing I want to talk about without visuals. And that is, uh, all in the family. Do you you remember all in the family? Are you too young? Are you too old? You've forgotten all in the family. Uh, all in the family was a sitcom in the seventies created by Norman Lear. Starred a, a grouchy old character, Archie Bunker. And it was revolutionary at the time, cutting edge, pushing the limits. And it's always had a soft spot in my heart. And, uh, just as a, as a, as a fan of comedy, as a fan of the history of comedy, it's all in the family to me is the definitive sitcom. It's, it's, it's the sitcom. Everything else is secondary. Seinfeld, Friends, Modern Family, everything else is secondary. All in the family. And if you don't believe me, because you're, you, you're like, bah, what could be better than Friends? Watch the pilot episode of All in the Family. It's what I've started to rewatch All in the Family. Um, one episode at a time, when I have 20 or 30 minutes to myself, not that it happens that often, but sometimes my wife and I are lunch breaks, don't line up, and I'll, I'll watch an episode. Um, in the pilot episode of a show from the 70s, Rob Reiner's character, Meathead, is talking about critical race theory to Archie. He doesn't call it art critical race theory, but he talks about how Archie had a head start in life because of his skin color. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Archie, of course, loses his mind. What are you talking about, me head? I had to work just as hard, and the whole nine yards. And um, as I re as I, as I'm rewatching, I'm like, holy shit, um, we haven't evolved. Like we've made some progress, but uh, we're still talking about like we're still trying to align on some very basic facts. And. Uh, I tweeted at the time, and I still think it's pretty clever. Um, we haven't changed that much. The only difference is Archie Bunker has Wi-Fi. That's it. Archie Bunker has Wi-Fi. Greatest show of all time. Yeah, uh, I'm going to get into that in a second as well, actually. Greatest show of all time conversation. We're going to get into that. Uh, but greatest sitcom of all time is All in the Family. I will not hear arguments otherwise. Okay, maybe MASH. I can, look, I get there are certain shows. But that, that, the top of the, the mountain, the Mount Rushmore, uh, if you don't have All in the Family on it, you have not watched it. That's my, that's what I'm saying. If you say Friends, you know, Seinfeld, whatever, all that stuff, all the real popular ones from the 90s, you haven't gone gone back to watch it you're not familiar with it enough you haven't you, you haven't been educated enough uh go watch all in the family can you stream it anywhere no you have to buy the dvds it's not available for streaming yet i'm giving you a massive massive undertaking please just watch all in the family okay that's the three things i wanted to talk about without visuals now we'll talk about things with visuals uh, and uh, also from this decade. In fact, from the last week or so. So the first thing I want to talk about is, let me get the image, Thor, Love and Thunder. Dum, dum, dum. Uh, first trailer for that came out this week. Looked pretty good. Looks pretty good. I can get why people maybe forgot that the Thor movie was coming out this year. Because... It was like super mega hype for Spider-Man, most anticipated movie of all time. Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, uh, William Defoe. It was fantastic. Um, and then following that, there's going to be the uh, Doctor Strange multiverse of madness, which they're positioning as like a horror Marvel movie. Ooh, sounds good. Um, and then in comes Thor, which is being released in July. So we're getting the, tr the first teaser trailer in April and, uh, it's gonna be in July. So it looks really good. <laughs> uh, just, if you haven't seen it, we get some sneaks, sneak peeks at, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy who are clearly heavily involved in this movie. We get a, 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 a sousant, a, just a whiff of Russell Crowe as Zeus. And then at the end of the trailer, we get our first look at Natalie Portman in full Thor regalia. And it looks dope. 
So if this is the last one for the Hemsworth, I don't, I would say, I would say which one, but I don't know. I think it's Chris. It's the last one for Chris. Uh, it looks like he's going out with a, a bang, as it were. Looks good. Next up, Ted, the adorable foul-mouthed teddy bear, is coming back. Not to Fox. Not to HBO. Not to Netflix. To NBC. What? Why is he, why is he going to NBC? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, look, it, look. Seth MacFarlane made a straight-to-series agreement with Peacock, the NBC streaming service, to bring a TED prequel back. Or not back, to the air. It's going to be 10 episodes right out of the gate. Seth MacFarlane has agreed to voice the foul-mouthed teddy bear. He's also going to executive produce and do all those things that Seth MacFarlane does. Uh, timeline is happens around 1993, just after... Ted's popularity has peaked and him and a 16 year old John formerly played by Mark Wahlberg soon to be played by another actor uh, will uh, get into their hijinks I, I, I love the idea of Ted I thought the first two movies were hilarious and honestly the first Ted was just phenomenal second one's fine first one was phenomenal um, I worry though I was like the jokes that Seth MacFarlane made uh, in Ted don't strike me as NBC friendly. Maybe this is NBC's way of trying to push the limits a little bit, test the water, see if the audience will go with them, and then they'll slip into more darker territory. But uh, either way, I don't know if I'm excited about this, but uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. I think this will will make its way into my uh, rotation of shows that I watch without the wife because she would hate this. And finally, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman are coming back. They will make an appearance in Better Call Saul's final season, season six. And uh, people are excited. Understandably so. Uh... And this is where I'm going to say some not-so-popular things. <laughs> Let me just gear up for this one. because Breaking Bad is overrated. I said it. It is. I've said it. I said it. Breaking Bad is overrated. Uh, it's good. It's a real good show not the greatest show of all time I don't know if it's in the top three I, I kind of see it battling for third with a few other shows uh, the greatest show of all time is The Sopranos or The Wire they are one and one A they are one and two two and one Wire and The Sopranos Breaking Bad is neither of those shows Breaking Bad is fine. It's better than fine. It's good. It's above average. It's not the greatest show of all time. Walter White is not the greatest character of all time. Tony Soprano is the greatest character of all time. The problem with Breaking Bad is it's kind of the same thing every season. 
they get in over their heads, they have to get out of it. And uh, the the thing that made Breaking Bad really good was the cliffhanger endings, the episodes. They always seem to end it on like a, a moment where you're like, oh, what's going to happen? So I think for those of you who watched Breaking Bad uh, real time and waited week to week to week for that conclusion, that that taste, that relief, I think it, it elevated the show. For people like me who came to it late and then binged it, eh, Do I think it's a shit show? No. It's very good. But it's not the greatest show of all time. I just know Breaking Bad fans are so... They defend the show like it, like they created it. And, uh... I like to piss them off. So. But, to me, honestly... I'm gonna, I'm gonna one more hot take here before I wrap this show up. Uh, better Call Saul... Is a better show than Breaking Bad. It is. Better Call Saul's a better show. Uh, I like the suspense. I like the drama. It seems more realistic. It's not the same thing over and over again. Um, Saul Goodman, Bob Odenkirk, is as charming as he is sleazy. Uh, and just a terrific actor. And uh, that's that's my two cents on that. So, send your hate mail to thatnerddad at gmail.com what do I do next I click on this and then I click on that and then I say that's it it's the show uh, 20 minutes solo not so bad baby um, so thanks for listening that's the show uh, what am I going to say next I'm going to say want to thank you DeanBlundell.com DeanBlundell.com Home of Canada's number one podcast network Monday to Fridays uh, 3-ish I do I do I do enjoy his show uh, And I'm not just saying that Because he helped get me Started down this path I really do enjoy his show And I blog now Like every day Like Legitimately five times a week Five to seven times a week You can find an article from me That in mind I also relaunched that nerddad.ca. Put a lot of thought into this. You know, the, the the nerd dad movement has been steadily building. And every month or so, I figure out a new way to to keep the brand alive and maybe grow it just a little bit. Um and for a long time, that nerddad.ca was nothing more than a fancy link tree. But now, as you can see, and if you can't see, because uh, you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple iTunes or Google or Amazon, whatever it is, um, if you want to see, head over to that nerddad.ca. Parenting, pop culture, and politics, articles, news, I, I do my best to, to keep up with stuff that... I find interesting that I think you'll find interesting and not always the same crap that you'll see on every uh, major network. So I do try to find some more interesting, nuanced stuff. For example, right now, there's an article about uh, Letterkenny, a new spinoff series. There's an article about Exploding Kittens. They have a new show headed to Netflix. Uh, of course, I had to cover the first Thor trailer. 
And also, like, a dad loses it at a gender reveal. Shout out to my brother on that one. He sent me the video through TikTok. And I was like, wow, that's that's got article material. I want people to see that. So, thatnerddad.ca. And then finally, one last thank you to you, the listener, the viewer, the watcher, the the person who messages me, who subscribes, who sends me an email, who interacts with me. Uh, I, I just I greatly appreciate it. I really do. Uh, I will continue to say how much I appreciate it because I, I use this example a lot, but I'll continue to do it. When I was wanted, when I wanted to be uh, in entertainment, when I wanted to be a stand-up comedy uh, comedian, I would go to the roughest bars in uh, Oshawa at the time is where I was performing, and I would get five minutes in a room full of people who didn't want me there and uh, occasionally I would have a good night so when I go on YouTube and I see that uh, 20 people have watched me for 10 minutes uh, it just it fills my heart with joy because <laughs> it's like oh they wanted to see me uh, they, they, they sat, they took their time. You, your time is your most valuable resource on, on the planet. And, uh, you chose to give some to me. So I, 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 trust me, it's, it's not lost. All right. Before I start crying, be well, be safe. And, uh, look forward to the interview with Moobie and Shake next week. Thanks for listening. Damn. Hey listeners, I'm Christy and I'm Melissa and this is Buried Motives where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back and that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.